This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genazit Hayed. This is a Toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture, only on lineupmedia.fm. Genazit. Hi, Luis Inchpisek. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing very well. Well, I tell you what, I enjoyed so much. This last weekend, we had Easter weekend. How was your Easter weekend? It was great. Lots of food. Lots of food? Yeah. Did you go to church? I did go to church. I did, too. I went to church, and I got my communion. I'm okay with God again. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's one good thing. You know what? This this Easter egg hunt, we, ha- we have it at the Armenian church, you know? Yeah. And I put a couple bucks in the golden egg there. And my kid did not even want to find the chocolate on, in the other eggs. She was <laughs> after that golden egg. I'm Just like, going for that money. Leave the golden egg alone. Let the other kids have it. I, I'll give you the couple bucks here. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. But in any case, it was a great time, and it's good seeing everybody. And I bought some uh, Armenian chordex, which are like a sweet, mildly sweet dough pastry. And I always buy these on Easter, and I bought like four or five nice. packages of a. Uh, you know, it, it supports the, it supports our church, and plus it, they taste delicious. Brian, we've got Anush, and Anush has filled in really well, my friend. When I was on vacation, uh, Anush took over, and she did some great interviews with the wine industries here. Anush, how are you? Hi, Jonah. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm How doing was your great. Uh, it was great. I was in Mexico. I had a great time. And uh, before we get to that, I'd just like to say mm-hmm. you did a marvelous job, a marvelous job <laughs> with you. these interviews. And uh, I was even at an Armenian friend's house, and he brought up that uh, uh, wine company that you, you had on the last show and how prestigious that uh, wine is in Armenia. It's very expensive wine, Zora too. Zora wine? Yeah. Yeah. Zora wine is not just uh, it's not just a, a prestigious label, but he has done so much for the Armenian wine industry. He is, like, basically a pioneer uh, of putting the Armenian in the people's mind for, you know, non-Armenian people, knowing what type of wine it is and what kind of a great quality can come, plus uh, bringing, reviving the traditional method of aging of the wine in the goddess, in the clay amphoras that has been there for ages but haven't been used. And so now he's even making a school for uh, making those uh, goddesses, the clay amphoras. So it's very exciting. He's a great, amazing person to talk to. I really had a good time. Excellent. So he's like the pioneer of uh, Armenian wine in Armenia. He's the man. He, 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 for me, he's the man. I mean, all of them, all the wineries, all the um, people that I interviewed, you know, they're doing tremendous job. They are doing such a hard work uh, dedicated to the quality, to representing Armenia and making a world-class wine. Right, so right. They're, all, they're all pioneers. Um, you know, but for Zora, because he's the first one to be 
out there to do hard work and to do research and development, spent a lot of time, money and effort and bringing so much success because uh, he was the first label that has been uh, recognized and mentioned in different wine magazines by different critics. So uh, to me, he's the one, but everyone is doing great job. So I interviewed him. I interviewed uh, uh, the owner of the Yakubian and Hobbs and Paul Hobbs is a world-renowned winemaker he's known all over the world so wow. they have outstanding wines and my last last week i interviewed uh your friend uh, victoria uh the um uh, the ceo of uh, right. Wine. oh my god you know what i've interviewed her two times and i'm sure interviewing with you uh you get in more graphic with the wines and all that with me, it was more finding out how they chose that area and this and that about the history. So it's it's good to get both aspects of it, too. And now I've covered one aspect, and now you're going to cover uh, the graphics about uh, the wines as well. Exactly. I went back and listened to your interview. Uh, my friend um, told me that she's going to be in town and... This, this is another thing that I wanted to talk to, um, to to talk to you and tell the listeners about the Armenian Wine Festival. But so she said that Victoria is going to be in town. You know, you should definitely meet her. And um, so I asked her, you know, I know you have done the interview and I went back and listened to it. And it's great interview. So much good information. Great story that she told. We did an update on what's going on currently. Uh, so, some more details. So and I encourage the listeners to go back and listen to I think it's the 34th uh, show of 2016 in February wow. sometime that you guys did. So they should listen to both. Excellent. To see how it came about and where they are. And uh, so you, very exciting. Anush, if you ever get a chance to go to Armenia to the wines and so forth, you have to stay at her place. Uh, just a one night stay or something. She's got lodging there. It's it's amazing. It's such a beautiful scenery there. It's 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 unbelievable. It's almost like log cabins that have been put together, and uh, and then there's one place that everyone gets together for uh, lunch or dinner or, any, or something like that. Uh, the main place and and overlook. I mean, you could see everything. The stars. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Victoria's done a, a splendid job with that. The uh, whole scenery over there in Armenia with the wine business. Yeah, yeah, they're very dedicated to uh, making the place um, a, a wonderful retreat for people to come and spend time, relax, unwind have wonderful wine, great food. They have a lot of festivals, a lot of wine events. They have wine and jazz. Um, uh, so they, they have been, like I said, everyone is doing um, uh, a hard work. They are dedicated to really keeping this momentum going because now people are starting all over the world to finding out about Armenian wine, and everyone is so excited. They're all full of energy. Uh, they are moving in towards the direction. So, um, of course, there is some few setbacks, uh, um, like in the interview with Zora, this uh, nonsensical lawsuit that's going on. But uh, regardless of that, it's uh, um, everyone is striving to uh, excellence. Right, right. You and, know another— And we benefit okay. from it. Yeah, go, go ahead. 
I, I was just saying, and and we benefit from that, uh, from from their excitement and the excellent oh, wine. Of so we get to taste a wonderful uh, product. Excellent. One thing I was going to add to this too was, I'm more. I I don't know what it is. I, is it a more male-driven industry? Uh, you know, this is uh, something that um, I wanted to talk to her, but. I mean, there's so much to talk to that some things don't get added to. Uh, it, it, it just the show would be too long. Uh, typically, yes. Uh, when I went to the agricultural school, the wine department, we had a 75% male, and it is more male. But looking right now at the diversity, uh, there is more female uh, joining into the industry. So, like, let's say, for example, there's Victoria, um, there's a vine and wine foundation. The, uh, the, the director is a female. So there's a lot of uh, females now entering also the department of the wine and interested in uh, sommelier or wine specialist in different degrees. It's changing. It's uh, uh, becoming more, there's more females joining in, but it's not very diverse now. Yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can say that. It's it's getting more, but it's not uh, equal, not yet. Right. But I'm sure it will level up. So. And that's that's yeah. one thing that I was really proud of, Victoria, that it's a male industry. You said 75%, but when she got in, it was probably 80 to 90%. And uh, the way she does it, the way she conducts business, the way she's involved in the everyday Affairs of the wine industry. I mean, with her farm and uh, with her uh, wine company. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing, and I I love it. And uh, she's got to be uh, f- forefront in the center for women out there in Armenia that are wanting to do something. And uh, uh, Victoria's right there. She's a professional businesswoman, and she she does it right, all first class. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, like, when you go into any industry, uh, you know, being a female, you don't think about female or a ma- male, you are just dedicated to a cause, and you concentrate on that. Right. So once you do that, I think the rest is really... Um, no, but it is a little inspiration. And, yeah, it, it, absolutely, yeah. No, absolutely, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you have to you have to be determined. You cannot just, uh, you know, I mean, fall back yeah. on different things. But yes, uh, she is. She's there. She's um, inspiration to be, you know, to look up to in the wine industry. That you know, you can the 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 girls, the women, the ladies, you know, entering into any business that they can do it. Well, I, I'm excited about the interview. Uh, so you got to interview her. And um, now let's hear uh, different phases of uh, how the wine business, uh, how Armas is coming along uh, in exactly. in her world. Because I talked to her what in 2016, you said 2016, yeah, right. So okay, a couple years later, now let's see uh, how much progress she's made. So okay, so Anush. Uh, you've got some other things going. You mentioned the wine festival, the Armenian wine festival. Fill us in about that. So this is going to be such a wonderful event. First time ever in uh, United States. It's going to be a wine festival that's going to be fully Armenian. Now, wow. we we are going to have some wineries or representatives traveling all the way from Armenia. This is going to be in a country club one-day event. 
We're going to have wine classes, which are going to be taught by me. We're going to have cognac classes, which is going to be taught by a certified cognac specialist. All day uh, wine tasting. We're going to have some food. There's going to be also some cognac tasting. We're going to have guest speakers. It's going to be full uh, day of um, soaking up Armenian wine and culture. And uh, there's going to be music. So I'm super excited about this event. You know, this will be great. It's called... It's called Guinea Fest. So on the Facebook, you can um, find out more information. Guinea Fest on Facebook or guineafest.com. The tickets are on sale. It's June 10th on Sunday. So excellent. Is, are, are, we going, are we going to make this an annual thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. This annual. is beautiful. It, it's going to be annual. Super. Um, I, I don't like just thinking about it makes me so happy because we have. Nice. Uh, the aim of this festival is not only for the Armenians to come and enjoy the wine, but the aim is for exactly uh, the Odars, for, yeah, uh, the the professionals to come and taste the wine and to see and to learn about Armenia. So right. this is this is a wonderful event organized by. The idea came from um, uh, a, a gentleman, and his name is Stepan Partamian. He's the um, he's um, um, uh, famous in the Armenian community. He has his TV show, and so. He came up with the idea, and uh, um, he just asked me if um, I was I was interested in helping. And of course, I more than oh my god, so this is great! Exciting putting this together. Yeah. Okay, so we this have to, to be fantastic. You guys are coming. Yeah, you have to come. Well, what we have to do is we have to promote this every week. Till uh, I mean, just bring it up uh, almost every other week, Absolutely. and uh, let's get yeah. a big crowd here. And not only what we can do is. What Anush is saying, tell our American friends about it. Tell our Italian friends, everyone, that, hey, you know what? This this thing's going to happen, and we'd love to have you guys uh, be a part of it. So Absolutely. Come taste the wine. Come taste the food. Enjoy the music. Learn about wine if you want to. And at the end, we're going to have wine and uh, food pairing dinner, like a five-course meal paired with the wines. The representatives will talk about them. Armas is going to be one of the wines featured there. Zora is going to be there. Yakubin, I mean, everyone that I interviewed so far are nice. going to be there. Nice. You'll, so be, a, you'll be a rock be star there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to meet them all. It's so exciting. Nice. Like a, Very cool. Super exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, okay, Anusha, let's get to that interview with Victoria and. Uh, We'll uh, we'll stay in touch. I mean, that was great. This is good stuff, and thank you again for, uh, uh, you know, just grabbing the rope and continuing with the shows. Uh, last couple of weeks, uh, we haven't had anything, and uh, you filled in, and you brought a game, my friend. Yeah, it was um, it's uh, my absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, John. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode on Armenia Proud. This is the wine segment with Anush, and today I have a very special guest. Actually, this guest um, was at the show uh, in February of 2016, and it's episode 34. We have here Victoria uh, of Armas. Hi, how are you? Pleasure to be here. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome to L.A. I know you're from Los Angeles, but it's nice to have you in person. Um, uh, when you spoke with Jonah in 2016, you had a very in-depth interview, so we're not going to go over all the information that you talked about. For the listeners, I would encourage to pull up the episode 34, 
and uh, you can learn all about Armas. Today we're going to get some updates and what's going on, what you have been up to. I'm sure there's a lot changed within those two years with this growing industry. So um, fill us in. Well, we're continuing to promote the renaissance of Armenian wine, and it is truly a renaissance because we have the greatest heritage and legacy that we've inherited, including the biblical legend of Mount Ararat and also archaeological facts that prove that Armenia is the first wine-producing nation. But more than that, we are the motherland of the vine. So this is where the grapes started to grow, and it's not coincidental because we have the best terroir. So terroir is the French word that describes the climatic conditions of growing grapes, and this includes being, as our nation is on the 45th parallel on the globe, we have 30 layers of soils, most of them are volcanic and limestone in character, we have high elevation actually, we have anywhere from 900 to 1900 meters above sea level throughout the nation very rich rested soil and uh, 300 days of sunshine and basically uh, cold winters, warm summers, cool summer nights, which is really excellent for the sugar acid balance and the pH as well. So basically it's this God-given nature to produce amazing grapes for fine wines and brandy. One of the main reasons why we lost part of this heritage, especially over the last hundred years, was because during the Soviet Union it was decided that Georgia would produce wine and Armenia would produce brandy. But even in that, we excelled because, again, the raw material for it, the grapes, we've had the best of and continue to. Now, in the past uh, decade especially, huge strides have been made throughout the nation. Lots of uh, investment, locals and international. I think we, our mass, uh, our family falls into both of that, as locals mm-hmm. and internationals. But more importantly, bringing in a lot of modern know-how. So I, I was going to ask you how important, because when you look at all the wineries that have been, uh, that are producing uh, world-quality wine, mm-hmm. uh, you can see that there is uh, an, um, someone from Europe behind it in the winemaking mm-hmm. and trying to reintroduce, to teach the locals. No, it's so very important. It's very important to be able to create something that corresponds to the international palate. Right, so there's an international taste, and of course, certain uh, uh, just in terms of having be having it be a clean, good wine. Yeah, you produced have have, well. Yeah, of course, yeah. it has to be. Uh, you know, the facilities are very important. The winemaker is very important, and then, but the most important thing will always be the quality of the grapes. But of course, they all have to come hand in hand. And right now, that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly what we've done at Armas. So it's a huge investment. And we started from Humkit, so from the raw material. We created a 450-acre estate, most of which are grapes. But we also have uh, orchards, so peaches, apricots, plums, cherries. Mm-hmm. So all of the flavors and aromas of these fruits go through the soil to the vines, making them more interesting and making more interesting wines afterwards. So all of these factors are very important. And then, of course, there's the added element of marketing. So we know we've created something amazing. We know that we already have the product, and it's not just our uh, assessment of this. We have, our MOS has 36 international wine competition awards that speak to this. And these are these are from some of the most famous wine competition awards in the world. I I looked in your your booklet. What is the, um, uh, what are like, your main varietals that you 
that you like to showcase that you're most proud of? I'm sure you're proud of all your, of you know, they're all your babies, but uh, which one do you think does the best? My personal favorite Armenian grape, and we have only Armenian grapes, is the Karmara Hute grape, mm-hmm. and it's unlike uh, most, it's unlike 99% of grapes in the world in that 99% of the time the juice inside the grape is clear. And then you get a red wine by fermenting with the skins and you get the color red, yeah. right? But the juice inside, whether it's a white grape or a red grape, the juice is clear, no color. So the translation for the grape is... Karmara Hute, exactly, which is, which of red juice. Red juice yeah, so we have one of these 1% grape varietals in the world that has red juice. So it has a lot of flavor. We create an amazing, very unique rosé from it, from it as well, which we make like a white wine, no skin contact. It's, uh, you know, it's full of flavor. And actually, when I was describing it, uh, I said we make several wines from the Karmara Hute grape. But um, the finish is mm. lasting and persistent with rich and dramatic flavors, much like the culture itself. So I really think the Karmara Hute grape is kind of telling of the Armenian culture in a sense. So it's full of flavor, history, and it's, it's, there's uh, countless things that you can do with it and excels in many, many forms. My other favorite grape is the mm-hmm. Voskehat, which okay. is one of the oldest grape varieties in the world. It's a white grape, so it literally tra- translates to golden berries. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to maintain in the vineyards, but when you make a wine from it, you know, it's, it's worth it. So what would be, like, uh, uh, in comparison with, because we have listeners who are not familiar with the Armenian varietals, uh, what would be the Voskehat? Similar to, in your view, would it be close to? It's similar Chardonnay? to a VNA. Uh, it's it's uh, lighter than a Chardonnay. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's I think it's more elegant. It's uh, very it's easy to drink, mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting wine. So I think VNA uh, is the best comparison I can make. Now our Kangun grape, mm-hmm. uh, which is a crossing, also white. Yes, it's also mm-hmm. a white. It's a crossing between a Georgian variety, the Gazzetelli, mm-hmm. and Chardonnay. So if you want a grape that's similar to Chardonnay, Gangun is certainly the one. one Pinot Noir is most similar to uh, Arani. In fact, an Italian genealogist um, has uh, laid out that it's the ancestor has uh, shown D- by DNA analysis. Where because, is that DNA research so if you where go we can to, find it? Uh, you, you can certainly find it online, but if you go to Arani and you ask 20 farmers to show you an Arani grape, you get 20 completely different red grapes, but they mm-hmm. call them all Arani. So if you choose a certain strain, if you find that strain, then you mm-hmm. can actually make the connection. And uh, just in tasting, if you're going to make a connection, Simply stated, Arani is most similar to Pinot Noir, and that's I, I, why it's also I called Arani Noir. Yeah, I find I find Arani similar. It's between like a Pinot Noir, uh, uh, maybe some of the Spanish and Italian varietals, something in between. At the same time, it has like characteristics of Syrah because it mm-hmm. has a black pepper. But uh, yeah. so, do you produce Arani? We do, and Arani is actually the only grape that we bring from outside of our estate. Uh, that so, was my other question. Yeah, all of our grapes are estate-grown, estate-bottled mm-hmm. wines, except Arani, because of our respect for terroir. So each Absolutely. grape variety is going to thrive in its native environment. So for Arani, it's the Yeregnadzo region, even though we have planted a few hectares of Arani in Aragatzod region, which is where Armas is. So we'll see well, yeah, what kind of wine we Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, Vanardi has done that, and they've, they've done it mm-hmm. well. They have an Arani grape from the Aragatzod region. So we've been growing it for a few years. We'll get the full rigorous grape uh, hopefully next year. 
So we'll see. But yeah. every vintage, every year, depending on you know the climate and also the environment that you create within your winery, it Absolutely. really affects the kind of wine that you're going to have. But these 36 international wine competition awards, ones that we've gotten from Decanter London, Mundus Vini in Germany, where we not only received gold medal, but also best in show, so best wine in the category, our Garmada Hut Reserved mm-hmm. got. Best um, in show meaning in show like showcasing in Armenia? Or? Yes, all of, the, yeah. in, of all of the Armenian wines. Absolutely. Ours okay. was best in I show. See. At right. Vini. Uh, in Decant, yeah, It was very amazing. So we have them also from Japan, from Lithuania. Concours Mondial de Bruxelles was organized in uh, Beijing a few years ago. We got six medals from there. From Lithuania, from Armenia, of course, from Russia, mm-hmm. we have another six medals. So lots and lots of awards and accolades uh, from our local government. We've been rec- for our efforts have certainly been recognized as well, not by just create you know this agricultural. Um, it's a showpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, it really shows the potential and what can be done and what you can create from what. Because if you look at some of the before pictures in 2007, this vast area of land was only rocks and snakes. Mm-hmm. And now it's this stunning oasis with vineyards, orchards, boutique hotel, world-class winery and distillery, tasting room, farm, lake, greenhouse under construction. We have r- amazing tours. We've had thousands of guests over the last few years. I mean, thousands from all over the world. People come and they see, they're introduced to the history, the heritage, and also how do you make wine, and mm-hmm. then how do you taste wine. Mm-hmm. You know, so we give them also wine culture, generally speaking, and then Armenian wine culture, and you know how we're going to be really, we intend to be, as Chile did in just a matter of a couple of decades less than. We certainly hope and intend for Armenia to have the same fate, but better. Because we have a better product, not just the wine, but the history. Well, I, I, th- I think everyone has a place in its own country, in its own category. I'm sure Armenian wines uh, have their unique place in the world, and uh, there's no doubt that it's great wine. Now, uh, I, I know that you guys talked with John about the history and everything. And why, um, why did you get into the wine? Why wasn't it uh, uh, like something else? Like going, I know you, you. You said your dad wanted to go back to Armenia and give back to his uh, country mm-hmm, and the community, but uh, why, why wine? wine? Yeah. Well, uh, two reasons. So the first one, he wanted to do something that his family is going to continue and that you know is going to have some kind of an economic and social impact in his capacity, given that it was a huge personal investment. And nothing is more long-term than agriculture, and agriculture is also where we have our greatest natural resource Mm -hmm. as a country. So that's why he wanted to do that. And also my great-grandfather, so Mm -hmm. my father's grandfather, was the original winemaker in our family. So just as the country is having a renaissance (laughs) of wine, so is our family. So he's kind of grown up in that milieu. He never participated, but now bringing it back and you know, in a magnificent way. And I'm just so very happy that I can have a part part in that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's a proud, I take a great pride and honor in, you know, traveling all over the world and promoting what's going on in Armenia. And of course, our mosque that we've put so much, you know, heart and soul into everything that we've done to make sure that we create something that does stand, you know, is exemplary of what we can do, the potential and the current 
uh, achievements. Absolutely. And they've been, you know, they've been many, and not just in terms of accolades uh, within our company. So in the last few years, we have exported to Los Angeles. Soon we will be in Washington, D.C. We're in Montreal, Canada, and now also in the SAQ. Uh, we have some wines in Tokyo, Japan. We're online sales throughout Europe in uh, armenianwinesandbrandy.eu. Uh, soon we will also be in Russia, China, Thailand, and uh, Taiwan. So these are the markets we're working on. So on many different fronts, not to mention the thousands of people that we greet at Armas Estate, which really generates demand. So mm -hmm. we've modeled this, as I had mentioned before, on Napa Valley. Yeah. And that when you're creating a new product and you have the option, you have the privilege to tie it in with tourism, people come, they see, it builds trust in the consumer, and then hopefully they create a memory and they want to share that memory at home. So you create an international demand. Yeah. And this is what Napa Valley Well, th this, was, this was my uh, – I, I, actually, I have two questions. Uh, one, since we are talking about uh, tourism and people coming, who is the – like in Armenia, besides the tourists, who is drinking your wine? Because I know that the wine scene has changed a lot. A lot. Uh, and to me, typically, it seems like it's the younger generation. Well, I guess younger generation, I still consider myself young. But So um, those uh, are drinking more wine. And how do you keep them coming back? Okay. The fact that we've had so many new entrants into the market as well. You know, in the first years, there was maybe two good mm -hmm. wines. Now there's at least ten, ten really yeah. good wines. Yeah. And if you're walking in Armenia, if you just stroll on Sadian Street, you'll see how the demand is spoken. Yeah. Because there's been countless wine bars that have opened, lots of wine festivals, Yerevan Days, Arani Wine Festival. We have a wine and jazz festival We uh, at Armas. We do Blessing of the Grapes, uh, Harvest and Harmony. Etc. So all of these things are being done around the culture of wine. And, you know, I think as Armenians, we're quick to grab onto something good. And when mm -hmm. we see it's going in the proper direction, wine is obviously also very good for you, especially if you compare it to vodka, which was Absolutely. our main yeah. competitor in the prior years. So people are kind of getting onto that. So the culture is building locally mm -hmm. and we're also trying to spread it internationally so that we can continue to grow it locally, so that we can continue to produce, you know, lots, lots more wines and create jobs and also make a name for us on the international stage. Yeah. And that's certainly been happening. I mean, as a country, just in one year, we had 50% growth in export and yeah. exports. So yeah. this, is, this is huge, huge strides that we're making. And certainly we're just getting started. Now there's also, for instance, the Vine and Wine Foundation, you know, which is a separate entity that's in charge of just the promotion of Armenian wines. And uh, as we speak, and as we were speaking just a little while before, we're constantly talking about new events, uh, expos that we go to, events that we do, or exports that expos that we participate in, such as recently we were in Shanghai for Pro Wine in Shanghai, Pro Wine in Dusseldorf, Prod mm -hmm. Expo in Moscow, Ino Expo in in uh, Poland, we've done a few years past. So constantly, you know, on that's, the road. That's wonderful. I mean, th this is important. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, in, in international markets, but I know in, in the market in the United States, consumers are very curious. Mm -hmm. They're uh, educated, and they're always looking for something new, something fun that has history behind it, that has a, a background. Uh, so I think Armenia as a category fits to that very well, and I... Uh, and I can see that there's going to be 
big surge of the uh, consumers in the United States buying Armenian wine. So which brings me to the question, how important do you think is the diaspora in being the uh, pine, not, not the pioneer, but the, the promoters? Um, they could be the ambassadors, ambassadors for, uh, for the Armenian wine. So most people, um, most people know old world wines and new world wines. Mm-hmm. Now we need to introduce them to the historic world of wine. And okay. Armenia is in the epicenter of the historic world of wine. So we have this, and you're absolutely right. People are constantly looking for something yeah. new. But when it's from something old in the wine world, it's even that much more appealing. Mm-hmm. So we have the history, heritage, beautiful story, and you can't even make it up better than the facts that we have. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And now we also have... Really high-quality wine wines. To back it up. Right? So, of course, it's... Uh, I mean, it would be lovely if our, every Armenian could kind of take it just in whatever way they can, but upon themselves to yeah. play a role in this because it truly... The success of this sector involves everything that our country needs, mm-hmm. which is agricultural development, jobs for people in the rural areas, production, export, tourism, and cultural standards held high. But it's also something we can share with the world. These Absolutely. fine wines, native grape varieties, story... It's beautiful. Now, if you can help by purchasing the wines, fabulous. If you can help by talking about it, great. If you can help by promoting it or telling people to go, to see, to try, you know, and as Armenians especially, we have so many, you know, birthdays, weddings, christenings, and events upon events. If every Armenian said, you know what, I'm going to find the Armenian wine that I like, and I'm certain that if they try them, Mm -hmm. they will find one that they like, because these wines are better than the average French, Italian, or uh, even American wines, you know, at that price point. Yeah. So to think that it comes from Armenia and it can't be bad is just such an insult because I always like to say, well, I come from Armenia and I know tons of people and products and amazing things that come from there. So when the Armenians in the diaspora actually look down upon what comes out of Armenia, yeah, it's a little bit disheartening, especially when you take into account how much time, effort, money, resources, and how many people you bring together, how much of a change you try to be and you are. And then you want some people to participate in a way that does not even require any effort from them. Just be nice. Yeah. No, I think, that, I think diaspora is... in a positive is, way. Diaspora is... Uh, some um, people are very helpful. In, in, in need of it. So I have done a few wine tastings, which was um, fully on Armenian wine, because I just wanted to... Um, and, you know, I'm not paid by the, any of the wineries. I just uh, take it upon myself to uh, have a chance to introduce. So people, when they taste the wine in a certain setting with certain stories, and also not all of them, but certain ones... They're very interested and they're very excited. And so, which brings, too. yeah, pleasantly surprised because it's not unusual. And for mm-hmm. me, the perception of the Armenian wine was uh, that it wasn't good. I mean, I graduated the Armenian Agricultural Institute. Unfortunately, I have they done. It wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And I have seen how the procedures were done, how the wine was. So it wasn't to the standard that it is now. But right now, it's in a total on a totally different level. So. I think, like you mentioned, that you need more events, more um, uh, tastings, uh, this and that, to introduce the wine to the Armenian diaspora so that they could be the good ambassadors. Yeah, because we have so many people. I mean, if, even if just the Armenian diaspora was purchasing wines for the wines that they drank, that would yeah. make such a significant difference, you know, in what we could do there. 
because yeah. that gives income, income goes back into the business, and then we grow and we go and we grow. It's and every time yeah. someone sees an Armenian wine bottle at your table, at your event, it's promotion. Yeah. So absolutely, I call upon and I ask, uh, you know, the army. Go get a bottle of wine. Absolutely. Just try it. Find the one that you like. So uh, Research about There's so much interesting things to know about it. And to, again, it's, it's not charity. This is a fine wine that you no, can it's have. Absolutely not period. True, yeah. It's not charity. Yeah. It's yeah. just a you know multi-purpose win-win for us all. So I. So where where the listeners? You know, we have the listeners all across the world. You mentioned uh, like in Los Angeles where they can purchase your wines. Remedy Liquor, Mission Liquor, soon will be in Total Wine, John Supermarkets. And now we're going to work on getting it more and more into the American market so that we can grow mm. from there. Now the Total Wine, is it going to be Winery Direct? Or no, no, Total Wine, the Total Wine store. So, it's so Total Wine store does winery yeah, yeah. direct, so I wasn't sure if they're going through a distributor. But we can talk about this no, later. They're going to go through our distributor. Through distributor yeah. give it to their stores, yes. So um, for the, I, I had one more question. I, I know you're on a tight schedule. Um, uh, I, just a technical question. Any of your wines are aged in the Gadas? No, we don't do them in the Gadas, but we do barrel-age them. So mm-hmm. our reserve wines, we barrel-age in French and Armenian oak. Armenian okay. oak comes from Karabakh. So uh, for the red wines, two years in the barrel. For the white wine, one year in the bar- barrel. Mm-hmm. And then once it's bottled, we leave it for another couple of years in the bottle. So it gains, you know, this perfect character, and then we release them. Do you consider using Gadas? Because it seems like there is a few wineries that There's are going. I mean, there is Zora, there. which uh, obviously started the first, and they have their school for making Gadas, and they are trying to reintroduce that as a part of the culture and the Ar- Ar- Armenian wine making. Mm-hmm. So are you looking into experimentation with it? No, we're open to things in the future, but we don't have such plans now because, you know, what we're doing, and we have a really big selection. So we have a selection of nine fine wines, of mm-hmm. which three are our reserve wines. Plus, soon we'll also come out with our first brandy. It's been mm-hmm. barrel aging over the last few years. We're going to come out with that by the end of this year. And we're focusing on, you know, making sure that we get thousands and thousands and thousands of more tourists. We're doing a lot of events. As I mentioned, one of the ones that we're going to be doing yearly and we've already done is Wine and Jazz Festival. And when is it? It's beginning of June. So this year it will be June 8th to the 10th. And, you know, you can find YouTube clips if you go to Armas Wines page on YouTube. There's lots of videos of events that we've done. Blessing of the Grapes we do in mid-August. Harvest and Harmony we do in September. And we have lots of other events that we do. You have your calendar on the website. Yeah, events. Yes. So, so, so if any one of you is planning on traveling to Armenia in the summer, you can also look at the calendar on the website yeah, and, we and then plan accordingly. Yeah, we're going to be in D.C. at the uh, end of June, beginning of July for the Smithsonian Folklife Festival, where, where Armenia is one of the countries of honor, along with Catalonia. So that's going to be a really great stage for us to, you know, show the international Wonderful. public what's happening. So we take every such opportunity, but we seri- we sincerely, you know, implore the Armenian diaspora to, you know, put put their efforts in in whatever way it may be. Buy it, promote it, start t- thinking or talking about it. There's. Uh, 
It's really the beginning of something amazing. That well, uh, one of one of the big promotions in LA is going to be uh, the Guinea Fest, the wine Absolutely. festival, which is organized by Armenian Arts. And we talked about this. This is going to be an event where we will have um, best wineries represented from Armenia in Los Angeles. It's going to be a one-day event, and everyone is welcome to come try these uh, world-class wines that are handcrafted and a lot of, um, I don't know, blood and sweat went into that, a lot of nerves, everything. It's uh, when you drink the wine, you can see, the, uh, you can taste, you can transport to Armenia. So um, what is the, the last question? What is your um, ultimate, uh, what is the goal for Armas? And uh, um, I mean, maybe it's too vague of a question, but what is, uh, uh, I'm sure you have it, you have it in mind. Certainly, we would like to be an internationally recognized brand that is also recognized not only for its own business success, but for being a huge player in promoting the renaissance of Armenian wine. You know, we want all of Armenian winemakers to, do, well, certainly all of the uh, high-end, all of the, re- not reputable, but all of those winemakers that put time, money, and effort mm-hmm. into creating something of value, of good quality. We want them all to succeed, and we want to go to the supermarkets in any nation and see the aisle of the Armenian wines section, because especially in the wine industry, you are recognized as a country first. Absolutely. So we need to bring you know, we need to find our place, not just find our place, but reclaim our place in the viticultural map. We deserve it. Yeah, absolutely, we do. But we can't, you know, just like you are doing, you are putting a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of work. We cannot just, uh, some people like to just say, you know, there was ours, we want it back. But you are doing the actual work of... Without the back. work, without yeah, the blood, absolutely. sweat, and tears, you don't have the yeah. love, hope, and inspiration. So, absolutely, you know, yeah. we, we certainly have that balance, and we want to amplify all of that towards the better end. Well, I'm sure with the um, with the with the energy that you have, I strongly believe that it's going to happen. Thank and you. I can see there is a lot of change going on in the Armenian uh, wine world and uh, uh, in the wine. Uh, professionals in the United States and abroad, so um, I wish you all the success. Thank you. I will try to come out and visit. At some point, I'll try to plan it around one of the holidays, but... it was a pleasure meeting and talking to you in person. Was mine. I'm, I'm sure Jana will be listening to this and help Hi, like, Jono, <laughs> John. Come to Armenia again. We miss you. Well, another fine interview from Anush and uh, Victoria. I'll tell you what, man. When I get back to Armenia, I think I'm going to visit that winery again. It was beautiful. I'd like to go. Yeah. I've never been there, but I'd like to go. Well, I'm telling you. Yeah, you can't go wrong, Brian. You'll, you'll love the place. I'm sure I would. You'll love the whole country, I tell I'm you. I'm sure I would love the whole country. Hey, it's folks. my people, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you do have 1% Armenian. 1% Armenian. That's I'm, 1% that uh, no one else has. I'm, yeah, I'm but proud of Armenian. that fact. There you go. There you go, brother. <laughs> Say, Brian, if you're out there and you're wanting to buy something on Amazon, why not go through Armenia Proud first, armeniaproud.com. On your right-hand side, you'll see Amazon. Click on Amazon and shop away. I don't know if you'll find those Armenian Chordax out there. (laughs) I'm sure you'll find some golden eggs that uh, you can put the money in and all that. But maybe not the Chordax, but who, who knows? Go through Amazon through us, though. That's what I'm trying to say. And it keeps the lights on, and it shows a lot of love for Armenia Proud. Yeah. And uh, I think that's our show for this week. Say, folks, we will definitely have a guest this week coming up. Uh, We had a little problem with the last guest. Uh, He was moving around from Moldavia or Moldova. Where is that at? 
Oh man, I don't know actually. Moldavia, I'm have to look that I don't one up. know. It's somewhere in Eastern Europe or whatever. Uh, we had a UFC fighter, and uh, I don't want to give his name out yet, but he may cancel out on me again, and I'm not going to go through that again. But in any case, uh, we will definitely have a guest for you folks out there, and uh, we appreciate all the love that you guys are sending. Great messages. The emails keep coming, and uh, you guys are always giving us a thumbs up. So God bless and keep up the great love, and we'll do our best here as well. Keep putting out good content. That's right. That's right. All right. From uh, Jono and uh, Brian here, Genatsit, Kishir Party. We'll see you next week. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.